I am the White Dragon. And this is Cerberus. And you are listening to the Beyond Unreal podcast, episode 20. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> 20 already. Yep. So, as always, I want to mention that every Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we have our weekly Frag BU event, which is an event basically where we all get on the Beyond Unreal Mothership server and play CTF. So if you want to play with us, you want to show yourself killing me on the podcast because this is where we get a lot of the footage from, come to Frag BU every week. Yes, come to Frag BU. Yes. So really great changes to talk about this week. I've never been more excited to talk about it. <laughs> Let's start with the mouse fix. Okay. So basically, they found three problems with the mouse in the previous build, and they fixed them in this build. Most people are saying that their mouse movements are much improved. There are a few people that are still saying that they're noticing a problem. I kind of mentioned it last week. I, I play it somewhere between a .025 and a .03 on the sensitivity slider. I realized that this week when I set it back up. Um, <laughs> you can actually see your <laughs> mouse sensitivity in game now to the yes. text box. Yes. And uh, so, so where I'm at on the mouse sensitivity, I actually don't notice it all that much I anymore. It was quite noticeable in the last build. Uh, it's not noticeable at all anymore. Now it feels really good now. If you were playing previous builds and you were thinking the mouse is just utter trash in this, now is a good time to go back and give it a try mm -hmm. again. Some of the things that changed, I think the big one, there was one frame of lag. Yeah. So the way that input was getting calculated and stuff, your input was delayed by one frame, which even if you're at 125 frames per second is like... Yeah, So and I mentioned last week how I was noticing something about the mouse dragging behind where I was moving it. This is something that would cause that for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so it feels a lot more responsive. But then the other thing is, is that they found that the UI was actually creating acceleration. And that made a big difference. You can aim now. It's a world of difference. <laughs> yep. If you haven't played recently, I highly recommend you come back and play because it makes the overall game experience so much better. I think you'd be surprised how much that mouse just would completely turn people off to the game. Totally agree. So it's great. And going along with that, so now we can actually aim. They've also made some <laughs> changes to the sniper rifle. Yes. Within the past couple of weeks, they've made several tweaks to it. Basically, any time that you're applying acceleration in any direction, you can't get a headshot. But if you're, but the idea is right now, if you're not moving, you can get a headshot. In fact, the, I believe the hitbox is pretty sizable for getting a headshot oh, right yeah. now. But if you're moving around, strafing around on the ground, it's 100% impossible to get a headshot right now. Yep. Your acceleration has to be zero yep. to get a headshot. I don't quite know where this is going to go because I there's hardly anybody in the community that likes this that I've spoken yeah. to. And I've tried it out for a while, and I think that the pop mechanic is fun. I would say that the way that it's balanced right now, once people start to get good with it, it would be OP. I think it's just too easy to get the headshot. On top of that, I just like the moving headshots. I mean, that was fun. I think everybody wants that. I mean, my opinion on it right now is, and obviously this could change over time, but my opinion on it right now is that the stop-and-pop mechanic doesn't really change how good people are with the gun. 
the people that are really good hit scanners often have the same kind of skills in other first-person shooters, and they use the same types of tactics. In other games, it's not always impossible to get a headshot when you're moving, but it's less practical to get a headshot when you're moving. So people have been using stop-and-pop type of movement for quite a while. I just think people have been using this skill in the past, and it doesn't actually change the way many people play the game, especially people that are really good with hitscan. So the other issue for me is that the sniper rifle is an overpowered weapon, but it adds a positive feedback loop, especially for new players when they get headshots at all in a game. So stop and pop is something that you just don't naturally think of while you're playing. Especially in an arena shooter, you're probably going to think just run and shoot. And so the newest players are probably going to be running around with a sniper rifle, randomly shooting, and probably getting very few hits or kills with it, which will make it a not very interesting weapon for new players to use. In past games it was possible to get moving headshots, and and in my opinion, hitting moving headshots in those games was a positive reinforcement, and it kept you in the game and kept you excited about playing because every once in a while, that one crazy headshot while you're falling off of the tower in Citadel would come along, and it just made you feel really good to get it, and it just increased the fun of the game exponentially. Now, the sniper rifle is definitely overpowered but the question is for the game itself how much does that matter now when you're talking ultra high competitive that can make a difference but there is a balance that has to be struck between overpowered and fun so it isn't that hard to turn a really fun game into a sterile game by trying to overbalance the weapons and so having overpowered weapons is important because it's fun to have overpowered weapons, but they also need to be balanced so that it can be a competitive game. I think it was Joe Wilcox that said this week on one of his forums posts that basically the sniper rifle has been overpowered and they're trying to fix that. I don't think you can. No matter what you do to it, the sniper rifle is always going to be one of, if not the most important weapons in the game. The issue is you don't want it to be like UT-99 where... Getting headshots was so easy and the rate of fire of it was so high that that was basically the only weapon that you needed to use and it was like insta-gib. You also don't want this situation like Unreal Tournament 2004 where because of other things about the weapon balance and the movement, you literally could not be competitive if you didn't have good hit scanning. You just couldn't. I don't think that that's necessarily a problem with the current weapon balance. Rockets are a lot more powerful than they were in Unreal Tournament 2004. The movement is a lot faster. I do not believe that the hitscan will be a problem quite like it was in those other games. But despite all of that, it's still going to be one of the most powerful weapons. And that's okay. Like I think that the community and first-person shooter players in general will like that about the game as long as it doesn't completely dominate everything. It has to be weaker and stronger in specific situations. And right now in the game, a lot of people are complaining about the rate of fire and the speed of the rockets, but they're actually a pretty good counterbalance to the hitscan between uh, Sniper and Shock right now. Because with the Shock Rifle, for example, you can get two hits on somebody pretty fast. 
And if the rocket launcher can't compete with that, why would you use the rocket launcher as opposed to using the shock rifle? The weaker that you make the sniper rifle, in reality, what you're doing is strengthening the position of the shock rifle because the shock rifle is basically a faster firing, lower damage version of the sniper rifle. Yep. It doesn't have scope and stuff like that, but most people hit scan without the scope in the majority of situations. And so the two guns are already competing for the same space, and it only works that way because the shock rifle is weaker and... Weaker and has more utility. And has, yeah, and has different utility, and the sn- sniper rifle is stronger, but as you make the sniper rifle weaker, there's less of a reason to use that over the shock rifle. Yep. You know, one more thing on on this topic. I mean... What I would like to see personally, because I do think that what's in there right now probably needs to be balanced. I agree that it's OP. It's been OP in the past, and that it's OP right now. I really think that you just need to get a lightning gun. Yeah, <laughs> the lightning gun shot slower, and that made a big difference. It was harder to get headshots with the lightning gun. the The hitbox was just smaller, and frankly, right now I don't think that the tracer on the sniper rifle is really enough for people to know where things are coming from like it might help you when you're on face but when i'm in ctf dam and things are getting really crazy i i don't know where it's coming from and it it gets kind of frustrating i would really just like to see the lightning gun come back i I just think that it makes it more fun i think that that's pretty much all that we have to say on that (laughs) bring back the lightning gun okay A small change that they made to the translocator, which ended up making a huge difference, was that they changed the pull-up and put-down times for weapon switching. Now, it's a very, very small change. So I think the bring-up went from 0.35 to 0.32, and the put-down went from 0.22 to 0.2. Literally only 0.02 difference, but it makes all the difference in the world. Well, it's interesting how such a small change can make such a big difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problem that with the translocator before was that switching to it and switching away from it took so long. And it was kind of like this in UT3 that it just took so long to switch uh, to and away from the translocator. That ruined CTF yeah, and UT3 I mean, for me. P- I think most people were frustrated about that in UT3. It completely changed the way you had to use the gun. It was no longer like... So in 2K3 and 2K4, because of the faster weapon switching and the fact that the translocator moved so fast, you could basically get in somebody's face with the translocator, start a combat situation with them in no time at all. And in UT3, you now had to translocate to an area outside where you expected them to be and then and then switch to a weapon and go into wherever you thought they were and that just changes the dynamic of ctf now that might be a little bit closer to how it was in ut but i personally liked the 2kx model of translocating right to where you wanted to be and switching to a weapon to start combat now, the thing is, is it's still not quite what it was in 2004. In 2004, you could literally, like, translocate in their face. Maybe not a good player, but <laughs> you could get into the action. Yeah. In this one, I usually still have to translocate to an area that they can't attack me directly from. But in UT3, I basically had to be, like, in the next room. Yeah. In this one, I can just be around the corner or just get up on the high ground. Mm-hmm. But... 
it's so much fun because it's basically I can see I'm in a combat situation and I say, you know, this would be a lot better if I was over here where there was this high ground and then I could shoot the rockets down on him. Done. And I don't even have to think about it just because I played that style in 2003 so much. Now, like when I'm in CTF, damn, and I'm at the shock and he's going up at the flag and I'm like, hmm, no, this isn't going to work. So I go and I translocate over to the rocket launcher and pick that up, translocate on top of the pipe and then come down on top of him from the pipe. And that whole sequence of events only takes like a second because mm-hmm. that translocator is really fast and really powerful right now. There's almost no limits on the translocator right now. And it's fun. I feel like it's in a place right now where we can actually test CTF and see how it plays out with it and decide if further changes need to be made. Where it was before, it felt so much like UT3 to me that I just didn't even want to figure it out. I almost avoided translocating in the previous build just because it was so frustrating to switch to it and switch away from it. Yeah, well, it's because it wasn't terribly bad in the the other build, but I think the thing that's really holding it back and still holding it back is that the weapon switch time on a lot of the other weapons is still really long. Yeah. For instance, the tactic that I'm talking about, you're not going to do that with the sniper rifle. Absolutely not. The pull-up time for that weapon is just way too long. Yeah. Okay, so another change, they did make a small movement change. When you're underwater, you can dodge, and you can dodge off of walls and off of the the floor. Yeah, and basically this just lets you push off of the extremities of wherever the water's being held. If you use one of these tactics that people are using right now where like you feign death into the water or something like that, you can get out of feign death and kind of push off the bottom to get yourself moving but it doesn't give you a ton of boost. It's enough that you notice that it happened, but it's not like shoving you out of the water kind of thing or anything like that. It's mostly just a small boost against the wall, against the floor, and it gets you moving in the direction that you're trying to go. Whereas whereas before, when you started moving in a direction up or whatever, it had to accelerate you to your maximum swimming speed. Now you kind of just boost up to your maximum swimming speed. Not a huge difference. Yeah. Well, it's hard to test because there's really only one place in any of the maps right now that you can even get into deep water. Yeah. And if you're out in that area, the chances that you're going to die are pretty much certain. Yeah. (laughs) So the most I've done is gone out into that water area and messed around with it a little bit. There's a lot of room for them to make that particular move more powerful. Yeah. Okay. So next one is the flak. So they changed the bounce on the flak. It's a lot better now. It feels really close to the UT-99 flat cannon now, actually. Now, the one thing that it doesn't do is pretty much all of the shards still bounce off, whereas in UT-99, certain shards would kind of just bounce and not go anywhere. But I'm okay with it. Like, right now, power-wise, I really feel like that the flat cannon is only really powerful if you're, like, right next to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does bounce a lot still. It's not as bad as it used to be. Before, it was almost like shooting a ripper (laughs) down a hallway because it would bounce so much. Now it dies off faster, and it's significantly improved. But I think one of the issues with it still is there's so many shards and so many have stayed alive for so long that people are still fairly effective at kind of sniping with it. It doesn't do as much damage as it did before since they changed the spread and all that. But there is still the issue where the center shard is always in the middle and... I would like to see that change, but I don't know if it actually needs a change. It could be a personal 
it's issue. <laughs> it's they're definitely going to change it. I mean, they're not really doing a lot of like fine tweaking of weapons, and maybe that's when they're going to really fine tweak the power of it. I used to use the flat cannon quite a bit before, almost as much as the rockets, just because I was a lot better at predicting with the flat cannon. But now I usually just go straight to the rockets, especially now that the grenades are good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the, the only thing that right now I think is really good about the flat cannon is that secondary ball is just really effective at hitting people, especially on lower ground. Yeah. But power-wise, I don't... I think that there's room for it to, to improve there. And while we're talking about flak, we should say that they did select an official flak cannon model. Oh, yes. Um, the one that we mentioned, I, I don't know if it was, it was last like week or two weeks ago, ago um, that by Kazeo, that just looks flat out awesome. They finally picked that as the official flak cannon model. So we have our second official weapon model, and, and that model is great. I, I think it was a really good selection. I would encourage anybody that feels strongly about how the weapons should look to come onto the UT forums and, and discuss how you think that they should look. And I'm not going to say that you should say they look should look a specific way, but if you feel strongly about it, you should come discuss it because some of these models are really far along or the concepts are really far along, and they could get selected at any time. Oh, yeah. Well, I've really enjoyed the conversations that we've had, especially on the shock rifle. I like the way that it's going, and I feel like everybody getting involved has made it better. Yep. I know that that can be frustrating because there's a lot of noise. And so I'm sorry, there are some people that say really dumb things in those threads. <laughs> but it's okay. Like, no harm done. It's getting better, so keep it up. Next one is... So they have modified the net, net code a bit. We've had a bit more time to play around with it. Yeah, so, I mean, there's a, there's a few issues with it right now. Like, with your own movement when you have the, the prediction turned on, I've just noticed so many little issues, like the movement being jittery, or I'm trying to jump over a gap and, the, and, and something happens that makes me lose all of my acceleration and I just fall down into whatever I was trying to jump over. Uh, just little things like that in, in my own movement when the prediction's turned on that are really frustrating, so I don't use the prediction. But the prediction seems like it's pretty good. I think that maybe you notice it more, and depending on what your ping is, maybe. On mm. most of the servers right now, for me, I play around a 70 or 80 ping. So in previous builds, I was saying that I felt like I was hitting shots that I shouldn't have hit. In this build, it seems like I'm still having to correct for my ping in order to hit shots. And so, to me, it's kind of a wash to have it turned on. I've just left it off when I'm seriously playing because there's just too many little jittering issues and, yeah. and it doesn't seem like it's helping me as much as it should be, and so I just leave it off. There are benefits to the way they've implemented it, and I think that they could be useful in the future, and I hope that with further fixing, it'll feel even better. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel the same way. I, I don't play with it on much anymore. Um, one of the things that's really annoying to me is that there's this bug right now where when you shoot the translocator, it is almost like a sparkler, like it jitters around and makes this weird noise. <laughs> Doesn't improve my hit scan aim, for instance. It's easier for me to hit things with the old netcode. So uh, there's definitely a lot of work, but they're still working on it, so... Don't yeah. judge it early. I mean, it's going to change. And it's not turned on by default right now, so that should yeah. tell you that there's they're, not, they're not quite ready for it yet. 
Nope. Okay, so another change that they made was they reduced the spawn protection. So it used to be 3 seconds, which was actually quite a while, and now it's 2.5 seconds. Yeah, so this it makes a significant difference. I mean, it is half of a second. In my own playing, I don't ever feel like I'm not killing people because they're spawn protected all that often, so it doesn't really bother me that it's there. But it is a controversial thing. Like, there's a lot of controversy around whether spawn protection should be in the game or not. I know from my perspective, having been really involved in UT 2003 and playing some 1v1s in that game, that I found spawn killing in UT 2003 to be very frustrating. Whether it's needed in this game or not, I don't know. Spawn protection isn't something that I feel changes a lot about Capture the Flag, which is my game type of choice. Yeah. But in... 1v1 or whatever uh, even in TDM maybe spawn protection makes more of a difference I think the good thing is is that from 3 seconds to 2.5 seconds I mean when I spawn I can definitely tell that I have less spawn protection but I don't really see it affecting gameplay outcomes at all I'm not getting spawn killed more often I'm not killing other people more often because of it so I think reducing it and i do think that the spawn protection should be as little as is needed and so in that respect i think it's a good change you know everything's still fine they reduce it i think that's good where it goes from here you know i don't know i do not believe that spawn protection alone is going to fix it i personally believe that we need a better starting weapon i and i think so too i mean I have talked to people who say it's not a problem, but I, I do feel like there is a problem there. The question is, how should that problem be solved in the most effective way without changing any potential gameplay outcomes? So if there's gameplay outcomes that are being affected by it, I understand people complaining about it more. Yeah, um, I kind of agree that I, I'd like to see playing around with a different starting weapon more to, to combat spawn killing. But even from that perspective, I'm not 100% sure what effect that would have. I, I think that it would be nice to have a starting weapon that can block incoming projectile fire, especially because that seems to be the biggest problem with spawn killing. Uh, but outside of that, I'm not sure what other uh, fixes could be done to make it better. Yeah. Okay, so the last thing that we wanted to talk about, kind of a community art topic is the HUD. So this week Epic made a post where they showed some HUDs icons that an internal contractor had made named Maria. Mm -hmm. And they're really good, I'd have yeah. to say. And she she's made a couple of updates, but the thing that really stands out to me that was really encouraging, her icons really don't get in the way. Like she's able to show a lot of information and have it look really cool and be really high tech, but be completely out of the way it's nice because it's super clean it looks really sleek the hud elements are extremely simple and to me the simpler the better like the less colors and the less distractions in the hud the better for me if i want to be distracted by something in the hud i will intentionally look at it the only things that i want to be distracted by are the crosshair and my health and armor the main focus of the game is staying alive and shooting your gun and i think that those should be the highest focused areas of the hud now her samples do really good at that in my opinion and epic has said that they want to have the health and armor centered this time if they can work it out 
And I think that that's an awesome decision because those are the two most important pieces of information. And there's kind of a vertical area in the middle of the screen you can see while you're playing and you kind of, your field of vision is kind of focused in that area. You know, whatever they, whatever information you need to have, which, you know, score at the top, crosshair in the middle and health and armor at the bottom. I, I think that that's the right direction to go. Yep. I also like that change. So, um... I'm a really big fan of having showing all of your weapons and having bars or ammo counts for those weapons. In fact, I think I've mentioned a couple of times that I would really like to see circular ammo counters so that it's easier to quickly see how much ammo a certain weapon has. And the reason I say that is because I'm a really big fan of switching weapons a lot. And I need to know whether that weapon really has enough ammunition for me to switch to it and do what I need to do. You don't want to switch to the lightning gun and then only have one shot left and then have to go and switch to something else. You're screwed, right? I think that the health is also another really important thing, right? So putting that towards the bottom of the screen, I think is really good. You'll notice because a lot of action happens on the ground because of slash damage and things like that, you kind of want the important stuff at the bottom of the screen. So having things like health and your weapon counts towards the bottom of your screen, I think is good. And having the stuff that I don't really care about, for instance, the score, I don't care. You know what? I just kill things. If it's deathmatch, I just kill things as quickly as possible. And I find that when I'm looking at the score and I stress about it, that it actually makes me worse. (laughs) And in CTF, I know what the score is. I don't need to look at it. Yeah, That doesn't need to be huge control. And I like the one that they're showing. It's really small and it doesn't get in the way. Clock, clock should go up at the top because that's not something that I want to be distracted by all the time, and I want to put it in the upper area of the screen where I don't look as often, right? Yep. But the other thing that I really like about it is just that the things just won't distract you, right? I always set my HUD to bleep blue or red if I can override it because those colors, your eyes are less sensitive to those colors, and so they won't distract you as much. Yep. And hers, the ones that she showed were actually gray, but you would just, I'm sure that there'd probably be a slider so you could select your own color. And then I could set it to be like a dark blue that wouldn't distract me. I really like that. Well, and even at the current contrast, I mean, they're not that noticeable when you're not looking for them. They're a muted enough color and they're far enough out of the center of your view that you just naturally don't see them unless you're looking for them. And I think that that's a good thing. So again, like, Super simple, but also sleek and modern. I mean, yeah, the, they look great. Um, there's definitely some small tweaks that I think should be made, and I am not fooling myself into thinking that the HUD is going to turn out 100% exactly like I think it should. But there are certain aspects of the HUD that I think are important, and definitely not relying on a lot of color is a huge thing. So another thing that's kind of a pet peeve of mine from previous UTs is that they mix the chat and the game messages together. And it feels like it's too easy for one or the other to get lost when you're looking for them. And I would personally like to see them split up somehow, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I just know that in past games, I would get frustrated if I was trying to chat and there were game messages going on. And I'd get frustrated if I was trying to read the game messages and there was chat going on. If you separated them, that would be nice. Yep. Now, one other thing that was brought up in that thread was Maria posted an updated concept that had death messages with player name, 
weapon picture player name. Yes. And Joe pointed out that he was going to fight against that tooth and nail. <laughs> well, he's going to lose because, you know, I loved the messages too. And I think one of the reasons why he feels that way is because he's one of the guys that comes up with the clever, clever messages. <laughs> I think he was the one that came up with the messages for when you kill yourself that are quite funny. And I agree that it's funny, but you know what? I have no clue what's going on other places in the map when you use that because I just can't be bothered to read every message and try and interpret what it means. Yeah. Having a symbol that's just this person, this is what they got killed with, and this is who they killed. I know it's not as cool, but the utility is is strong enough that I think we should go to it. I wouldn't be up upset if there was an option to switch between detailed messages and short messages and let people decide yep. what they wanted to do. I, I agree with having the longer messages because they're funny to read and whatnot, but when people get more serious into playing the game, they really just want to know who killed who and with what. And when I was playing CTF competitively, I went into my localization file and changed all the death messages so that it basically just said the killer and the victim <laughs> right. with the with the with the weapon name i think that most people would prefer that when they're playing highly competitive games and i would say that that needs to be supported through the game somehow yeah. even if there's long messages in there well and they've talked about having the ability to rearrange the different widgets on your hud and things like that I know that there's a temptation to say, well, I'm going to be able to com customize it any way that I want in the end anyways, so it doesn't really matter. But I think the thing is, is that HUD is so complicated because there's a lot of science involved in it, first of all. For instance, I was saying not as much action happens on the top part of the screen, so it's okay to have complicated HUD elements up there that cover things up. Um People like to have a green crosshair. Why? Your eyes are more sensitive to that particular shade of green. Your eyes are less sensitive to red and blue. Magenta stands out because it's a color that is kind of created by your brain. There's lots of things like this, and there's a lot of preferences that go into it. And so having everybody get together and give their input on that, we can create a HUD where the default is really, really strong. And I would say that right now, in terms of user experience, the HUD is the biggest thing holding us back right now. Yeah, There are so many things that are showing up in places that I don't want and are distracting, and it just doesn't look as good. And I think once we get a really good HUD... Gamers are going to come into this game, and because the interface is good, they're going to be so much more likely to play and stay around. I think that that's really important. And the other thing, too, is they need to know what kind of widgets to even have. Yeah. Because looking at the ones that they've come up with, they're awesome, but there's probably 50 other widgets that they could make available to customize your HUD that they don't have any concept of right now. So we should have that come to their presence of mind. I mean, if they know which widgets to implement, then we can have them in there. In Unreal and, and UT, it was possible to turn specific pieces of the HUD off. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see any reason why that couldn't be possible still. And that was actually something that I would, thought would be interesting in, in UT 2004 and UT 3 was the ability to have uh, custom HUD elements that were whitelisted or something. And that would be interesting for the future. But... 
they're probably going to come up with a default set of HUD widgets that are allowed for you to use. And if there's a specific widget that you want, you should go in the thread and tell them that you want it. Yep. All right. Well, that's all we have time for this week. As always, like and subscribe to our channel. We love your comments. We'll see you guys next week.